Welcome back to Talking Troy. We are back for our eighth season, seventh. I guess so. I don't know what number it is, but you've probably seen the title. As always, I'm Anthony Grieb, Sports Center. I'm joined with Adam Jasper, Sports Center. Adam, how are you feeling? Feeling great. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm all right. You know, we had some classic technical problems, but we're live. Uh, or not, we're not. We're not live. We're recording. Forgive me, but. We're here to preview USC-UCLA, which is going on Saturday. Uh, by the time this comes out, that game hopefully has not been done. Uh, so we'll be previewing it. We have a special issue that's already out. Um, and make sure to check out those features that we've written. Boogie Ellis, Isaiah White. How fun was that for you, Adam, to write a story about Isaiah White? I mean, it was a special experience just because he's a guy that, you know, has been through a ton. Uh, great story. And he's, you know, he has a family. So, like, how many... NCAA athletes, can you say, that are playing at a D1 level and have two children. So, you know, it's just a unique story, and y'all should check it out. Facts. Make sure to check that out. Make sure to check out our Boogie Ellis feature. I had a lot of fun writing that. Uh, got a chance to talk to his, his high school coach. It was really fun. Um, and just enjoyed it. And make sure to check out all the content we have at dailychildren.com slash sports. We'll have you set for that, for that game. Uh, but now, we must preview it. The Crosstown Rivals. What else we have to say? Uh, USC, obviously 20-4. UCLA 17-4. Uh, USC is now ranked 21st. I think they were ranked 19th last week, and then obviously that one loss to Arizona, which was a good loss. It was. I mean, they were up eight kind of late in the game. I, I, I tweeted something out to the effect of, how does it feel like USC blew that game, even though they weren't even supposed to be in it in the first place? And Arizona's proven to be a really good team this year, but it felt like the Trojans were in like the spot to kind of close that out, and they went what one for fifteen mm-hmm. yeah. shooting in the last like that. That's just like unacceptable. That's not going to fly um, in any way, shape, or form against UCLA. But I mean, it is encouraging that they got there. So yeah, they hung around, and they needed that experience to kind of play in like a tough, tough road arena. Arizona is known for having you know the rowdy soon section right. and all that. That's the kind of experience you need to get, especially with March coming up. And Chavez Goodwin and a couple other players mentioned that that was a good experience for them to get before this UCLA game. It's obviously now it's sold out. So hopefully that environment is kind of replicated. Uh, but obviously this is a big game, not only for, you know, it's a rivalry, but the Pac-12. These are, you know, two of the top three teams um, in the conference. USC, if if they want to win the Pac-12, they have to be UCLA. <laughs> There's really no other way yeah. of saying it. Those are the top It's an absolute teams. at this point. And now they have UCLA twice. Obviously, they have Arizona, uh, I think March 5th, 1st at home. So you got to win those three games if you want to win the Pac-12. Uh, UCLA is kind of settled down. You know, they started off strong. Obviously, those games against uh, Villanova, that was a really big win. They had a really ugly loss. Triple overtime against Arizona State last week. Arizona State, which is basically on the bottom of the Pac-12. 3-8 um, and eight in conference, 7-14 overall. So that was a really bad loss for them. Uh, but now they come into this kind of some momentum and kind of with some energy to really steal this win against USC at home. USC hasn't lost, by the way, to UCLA four straight meetings. So is this probably it? Who knows? But what are you going to you know kind of pay attention to some of the keys of this game? Well, I just wanted to talk real quick about USC's last game against Pacific. And oh, I think geez, that that kind of blends into that argument. It, you know... USC has been known for having slow starts this year. It continues to happen with what seems to be no real plausible answer for it. And I think that's going to be a really, really big issue against a quality team like UCLA. Um, For some reason in the Arizona game, that didn't 
it didn't happen. Like, the USC kind of really stuck around there, didn't get too far behind. But against Pacific, what was it? They just were trailing. They were trailing mm-hmm. by, what is it, eight and a half? Yeah, I it think was, they were down by double digits at some point yeah, in that game. Yeah, it was against a team that, I mean, it just doesn't stack up to the Pac-12 opponents that they're facing. And it was concerning. Like, it, it starts with the offense. Um We've we've already we all know about USC's defensive capabilities, the system that Andy Enfield has set up, and his program's kind of built on this defi- defensive efficiency. They're always high ranked in the advanced metrics there, but the offense has just looked at times unbearable to watch. Just like the spacing being off, not really having a ball handler if Boogie Ellis isn't on the floor, um, because they're tasking Drew Peterson with that, and you know sometimes he can't really drive to his left hand. That's kind of been a big issue. Um, so it just kind of disrupts the flow of the offense, and I think that's what really gets things started slow, is once teams get a little tired from all the post-up play and all the things that Isaiah Mobley's doing, I think that's when USC starts to kind of come into its own. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's concerning to see that happen week in, week out, and like with no room for improvement. I agree. I think those slow starts, you know, it happened, I think before the Arizona game, it was like 10-something games where they, had been losing by the time it was the 15-minute timeout or under 15-minute media timeout, which isn't good, you know. I mean, you can't start off slow. Obviously, it's 20-minute halves, and that builds up. It's the difference with, between, like, one of the main differences between NBA, obviously, and college basketball is those 20-minute halves. It's In the NBA, when the, that quarter ends after 12 minutes, you can kind of rebuild momentum and stuff. But in, in college, like, if you, st- if you start off bad, it just kind of, dwindles up and it just continues to go and it's really hard to kind of dig yourself out of that hole you fall into droughts and USC's prone to that this is like Andy Enfield's teams have in recent years they've really always had these scoring droughts they just go five four minutes without scoring no field goals just really bad offense and against UCLA you just can't do that UCLA's obviously one of the best defensive teams they play super fast in transition if you're just throwing the ball away, which is another thing that they're prone to do once they get in these droughts, just starts basically from turnovers and bad, quick shots, just really bad offense. They need to start strong. That's really probably one of my biggest keys because you can't let UCLA just get comfortable and go out and do do what they do. A couple things that they really should pay attention to, the rebounding battle. UCLA is not as big as USC. and Last year, that was kind of a, a way for USC to kind of push on them. They were so much bigger, so they were just able to win that rebounding margin. That's going to be another key, um, especially players like Jaime Jaquez, which is basically the do-everything guy for UCLA. Um, but they need to kind of make sure they get off to a strong start, control the boards, control the paint, because uh, USC is bigger than UCLA. Cody Riley is really basically the – Cody Riley and Miles Johnson are basically the, the biggest players they have. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Any other type of things we should pay attention to? I mean – I'm just thinking about some of these marquee wins that USC's had over UCLA in the last few, defined by the guard play, like Tajidi's game winner, Jonah Matthews' game winner. Um, and I think Boogie Ellis has the chance to be that definitive player in this game. Um, he's been kind of the person that USC have wanted with the ball in his hands yep. late in games. Um, and he's made some clutch free throws, made some clutch plays, and he's just got so much energy on both sides of the ball. Um, I'm looking for him to have a big game. Um, and if he does, you know, I, you, USC's got a chance. Yeah, guard play is important. Um, we really haven't mentioned that. Obviously, it's our first episode of the semester, but the guard play has been a little outside of Boogie Ellis. 
it's just been kind of non-existent. Ethan right. Addison had a really bad stretch up until that game against Cal where he kind of was back into his old self, you know, distributing. Boogie has been consistent. I think he's had about 11 double-digit points in the last 12 games. So, I mean, that's that's Juwan out of your point guard, especially him as a scoring guard. Um, and it's going to be important in this game because Tiger Campbell is a name that's been around UCLA, uh, and his improvement has just been ridiculous from the three. He was shooting 25 23% his first couple of years. He's up to 45% now from the three, which is pretty insane. And that just makes it more difficult to defend those two or defend the guards, especially when he's kind of extending the defense with the shot. So it's going to be important to kind of stay disciplined. And Andy Enfield mentioned that, being disciplined on that side of the ball. UCLA is obviously also a great free throw shooting team. And USC's prone to, to doing, you know, having. We haven't even talked about that yet, which yeah, is crazy. Having stupid fouls. So they've got to stay disciplined on that side of the ball. And USC's a defensive team. They live off their defense. If it's not performing well, then their offense just stalls even more. Um, we haven't mentioned Isaiah Mobley yet, who missed Pacific's game with the fractured, I think, fractured nose. nose. He's supposedly day-to-day. Uh, Andy Enfield mentioned that he's getting fitted for a mask. Um, so his status is still kind of up in the air. It's not, it's not clear if he's going to wear that mask. I assume that he will play because this is his junior year. He tested the draft waters after last season. It's his last home game against UCLA. I feel like you know, the narrative is there for him to play. Um, so I think he, he'll give it a shot. Obviously, we don't know. We have to see what happens. But if he's out, I mean, where, where does USC go? Right. That's the big question. And to me, it, it, he just simply has to play if USC wants to have a chance in the game. And I think everybody knows that, especially Enfield. Mm-hmm. Mobley knows it himself. So I think he's going to play. Uh, whether it's with a mask or without a mask, like, we'll have to see. could be a fun little mask to mm-hmm. Mobley, like social oh, yeah. media kind of turnaround. It would be an exciting. It would definitely be exciting to see him out there competing regardless of the injury, but yeah, it, without him, USC just loses pretty much like a not only a top scorer, but a rebounder, mm-hmm. a guy Everything. that you can get the ball to in the clutch, yeah. a a above average passer for a mm-hmm. big man too. He, um, he just brings so much to the he table. He leads USC in points, rebounds, assists. <laughs> I mean, you you lose that, it's it's very hard to replicate it. So they do for sure need him. Um, I think especially. We know UCLA's firepower with Johnny Juzang, averaging 18 points. But, you know, just that depth that USC has, I think with Isaiah, it makes them deeper and more difficult to defend. And if he's out, he's also just a prime part of their offense. And just his versatility makes it easier for Chavez Goodwin. But, you know, I'm I'm going to be interested to see how Ethan Anderson plays because he's always good against UCLA. You know, he had a big game last year at home against them. It'll be interesting to see how he is. Max Agbampolo has been kind of a little down, so there's a lot of what-ifs, and I think big games like this, you need your other players to step up, so we're going to have to see. Um, anything else you want to add before we... Yeah, I mean, up? you're right about the role players. The Some guys on the year that have just, you know, maybe we t- expected them to take a step up, like Agbon Polo or Anderson, really those two, you're right about that, but I think it'll be an exciting game. It's... It, to me, it's either going to go one or two ways. Mm-hmm. UCLA is going to jump out to an early lead, and they're never going to look back, or it will be a close, good game. Like, yeah, I agree. I, I think I don't think it'll. If it's a blowout, I think UCLA way, UCLA's way that it's a blowout. But only way that'll happen is like you said, slow start. Um, any, you know, we we had a rule last semester. We made no predictions. 
it's a new semester. You want to make <laughs> make a prediction? Ah, uh, wow. It's it's tricky, but you know what? I'm gonna go with UCLA, and I'm gonna keep it honestly fairly close, like a 75 to 70 ball game. I think it'll be another one of those. It could it could really end up like the Arizona game where USC just kind of collapses in the clutch, or they were really close and UCLA just starts hitting their shots. I mean, UCLA is a really talented team. They're gonna hit their shots if you give them the opportunity. So I could see that happening. Yeah, a very high scoring team. I think they average nearly 80 points a game um they've kind of settled down but jeez i have to go usc i have a feeling i feel like this is it you know they could get everyone's gonna be hyped up this is the first obviously first game with fans at, against ucla in two years pretty sure the last time was jonah matthews game so players are gonna be riled up um i think it's gonna be fairly close as well i'll say uh 72 70 usc how about that I'll stick with that. Um, but that's all we have so far um, on this episode of Talking Troy. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, DT underscore sports. Make sure to follow all our content, dailytrojan.com slash sports. Any last words, Adam? Thanks for tuning in. And, yeah, just stay tuned for our, uh, you know, continued coverage of the basketball season. Also, spring sports starting back up. We're excited to cover those as well. Yes, yes. Make sure to follow up with our content. Twitter is really the best way to see Um, all our stories so make sure you follow us on there and uh, we hope to see you next time peace